Amen and amen and amen. Welcome to church. This is Life Pool Chapel uh, Sunday service. And uh, we want to go into the word for the day. And uh, this is a continuation of our three-part series that we've been no, teaching okay, no, on making it. And we want you to know that it is important that you allow yourself to give the word of God reverence, give the word of God the reverence it deserves, because if you don't give it reverence, it won't work. Uh, you have to learn also to join in early, because uh, this is church, and uh, you can miss, and uh, you cannot afford uh, to take the things of God uh, lightly and expect God to take your things seriously. Uh, the way you treat the things of God is how God treats your things. And so uh, learn to be at a place that uh, we start together, we, we, we begin with the music together, and so that we can be able to move quickly and uh, spend time in the presence of the Lord. So it is always very necessary for me to keep reiterating that the service starts at 7.30, and uh, that's the only way we are going to be able to do the work of God, and God is able to minister to you as we prepare for this time uh, of listening to the word. So uh, my name is Pastor Willie Odendo. I'm the lead pastor of Life Pool Chapel uh, right here in Nairobi, uh, Outer Ring Road. And uh, we have been teaching on the Sermon series, This Is It. And uh, as we've taught on the Sermon series, This Is It, it is important that uh, you, you know that uh, we have looked at so many things uh, in that subject. And today we are going to be looking deeper uh, on the subject uh, of making it. And uh, you have to know what it entails for you uh, to make it by understanding the material by which you're going to use in order for you to make it because uh, your building is as good as the material you're going to use in order for you to make it. So I want you to settle down, settle your children, settle yourself down, uh, give the word of God uh, preeminence, give the word of God. This is daily brief from heaven. And if you give it preeminence and if you give it a place of significance, it is going to play a critical role in how it shapes and redefines your life. So uh, take a few minutes. You want to open it a word of prayer. And as you open it the word of prayer, I pray that uh, you will get your notebook. Uh, yesterday we spent some time in prayer. And because we have uh, freed up space in our inner minds and in our, in our minds, if we don't capture what is required after freeing up that space, then you are just going to attract seven more things uh, that are worse. So that is important that I mention that. So welcome to church. I'll open with a word of prayer. Father, bless your people tonight as they listen to your word. Cause the entrance of your word to shed light and make their understanding of God to be able to bring simplicity and speed in everything that they endeavor and for the purpose of which you have created them and called them. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, we began this sermon series by reading the book of Exodus, and we'll keep reading the book of Exodus uh, because uh, that is where we get the initial uh, step and the initial key of uh, how we are going to keep on building. And so uh, in the book of Exodus there, it reads that uh, we start at verse number 11 because of time. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them at twilight, and you shall eat in the morning, and you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. 
So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay all the ground in the camp. And when the layer of dew was lifted, there on the surface uh, was a round, was a small round substance as fine as the frost. This is Exodus chapter 16. So when the children of God saw it, they saw it, they said one to another, what is it? What is it? For they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it was. And the Lord said to Moses, This is the bread which the Lord has given to you to eat. This is the thing. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded this particular day. Now, I started by when I was teaching on losing it, I told you that uh, the Hebrew word they, they did know, it's the word they wits not. They wits not. Uh, if you look at the authorized King James still uses that word, they wits not. And that word wits is the word wisdom. Is the word wisdom. And the wisdom is that they didn't have the wisdom for it. They didn't have the wisdom for it. And if we are going to make it, we will need the wisdom of making it. And uh, if we don't understand the operations of wisdom, and how wisdom comes to bring about uh, the capacity to create and to build, then we are going to find ourselves living and stranded in the wilderness. The second thing we have to tell you and I have to mention, when I taught on this, I said that this it was the word of God, this it was the word of Christ, and it was Christ himself because it's the word that became flesh, and that is what we need wisdom for, because it takes wisdom to materialize the information that you currently possess or the knowledge that you currently uh, possess. So when you lack wisdom for something, it means you cannot materialize that particular thing. When you lack the wisdom for something, it means you lack the capacity to materialize that thing you lack the wisdom for. So when you lack the wisdom for money, it means you cannot materialize money. You can't make money become common and real. Uh, when you lack the wisdom for relationships, it means you will not be able to materialize concrete, healthy relationships. And so wisdom becomes that thing. And when you get to the book of Proverbs, chapter number four, verse number six, it clearly says that wisdom is the principal thing. So in the wilderness, when God wanted to journey the children through the wilderness, the only way he could sustain them in the wilderness, he gave them something that they did not know. And that is how for us right now in your life, as you journey in a season of wilderness, for you to survive and for you to thrive, God will give you wisdom and you need to access wisdom if you are going to survive and thrive in the season that God you are living in right now. Because God is a God of seasons, but our God is not controlled by seasons. And so if you lack the wisdom for something, you cannot materialize that thing. If you lack the wisdom for something, you cannot build that thing. 
And so everything that you need in your life must be infused and must be founded on the principle of wisdom. Every good thing that you desire in your life needs to come into contact with wisdom. And so I say that to say that this manna, the Bible says when they ate it, they called it this you have eaten in the book of Exodus chapter number 16. And Moses said, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. When we get to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, when we get to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, for many of us, when we received Christ Jesus, we got to a place where we never fully came to uh, apprehend and to comprehend what God has wrought and done in our lives. When we received Christ Jesus and we, he became the Lord and Savior of our lives, we need to know exactly what was he to bring in our lives. Because it is one thing to be a Christian, but it is another thing for you to become a Christ representative, a Christ-like. And so you can be a Christian, but you are not a Christ-like. And uh, when God saved us, he saved us that we may be Christ-like, not just to be Christian, because Christian was the social name given to believers when they founded and when they followed uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, it is important that, that you capture that and put it somewhere in, in your spirit so that you can be able to know that God has a bigger plan for your life and God has a purpose of making sure that you get to the destiny that he has destined for you. And so without wisdom, without wisdom, you will wither and die in the wilderness. Without wisdom, everything that you touch will wither and waste away because it lacks wisdom. It lacks the wisdom that comes from God. Now, you have got to know that for Satan to be able to rule over you, he has to be able to bring you in a dimension that he can control you. And you have to know this, that the enemy cannot destroy you without your cooperation. And right now in your life, nothing can destroy you without your cooperation. And how do you cooperate? When you create an enabling environment, you give that territory or you surrender your power to the creature that is a master of that environment. And so when you operate in an environment that uh, is lesser than what God intended for you, you automatically bring yourself to an arena where you are going to operate and the creature that is a master in that environment shall easily be able to rule and reign over you. And so without the wisdom of God, without the wisdom of God, Without the wisdom of God, it becomes easy for you to be ruled and to be controlled by the enemy and by the forces of the enemy that are surrounding your life. Without the wisdom of God, you cannot be able to make it. You cannot be able to make it because everywhere we see wisdom, as we shall be advancing in this study, everywhere you will see wisdom, you will see creation. Everywhere you will see wisdom, you will see progress. Everywhere you will see wisdom, you will see results. And if you don't have wisdom, you will not have results and you will not materialize the thing that God has made it possible that you may be able to enjoy and be able to become in this world. So allow me to quickly move over 
to the book of Genesis chapter 3 because we have got to know how the enemy operated. Now, for the enemy to bring down man from the place of dominion. Now, hear this. Before the garden, even in the garden of Eden, man needed wisdom. Man needed wisdom because it is not a case that we, we needed wisdom after the garden of Eden, but for man to be able to operate in the garden of Eden, he needed wisdom. Now, for the enemy to be able to bring man to an area of control, the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter number 3, that at that particular time, that Satan came and tempted Eve and said, the tree is good for the knowledge of good and evil. So for Satan to operate and control a man, he must make that man not to operate from wisdom, but to make that man to operate by knowledge. You better capture that. He must make a man to operate by knowledge. Because when he brings man to a place of knowledge, now he opens him up to be able to be influenced because it is not just good things that influence you or good things that inform you, but also evil things can infiltrate knowledge. Evil things can also infiltrate knowledge. And because of the power of knowledge, because knowledge is a gateway for good and evil, but wisdom is the gateway of God. So you can access knowledge, but without wisdom, knowledge will either corrupt you and contaminate you, because as knowledge enters in, it enters in laced with both good and evils. The knowledge of something is always laced with two, uh, two fusions in it. And so if you don't have the wisdom of God, then the knowledge that you possess will be so much laced, and so the evil in the knowledge you possess will corrupt you and defile you and shatter you and chances are you are not going to make it in life. And so when you see people who are educated, people who are learned, people who appear as though they have some level uh, of intellect but they don't have the capacity to materialize their intellect, the issue is not academic. The issue is that they are operating in a gateway that is both of good and evil. And because the gateway of good and evil, it opens up that sense of shame and nakedness. And so those who are hungry for knowledge, they keep looking for more knowledge, becoming more and more inadequate because they do not understand that God is a God of wisdom. God is a God of wisdom, but Satan operates by knowledge. Satan operates by knowledge. And so Satan is knowledgeable, but God is wise. Satan is knowledgeable, but God is wise. So where you see poverty, you will see poor people who are knowledgeable, but knowledge does not become the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. And so if you possess knowledge, Without wisdom, then you are not going to materialize everything that God has intended for you. So I want you to capture me there. So for Satan to be able to infiltrate your life and for Satan to be able to bring you to a place where he can control you or he can have you cooperate with him, he must use knowledge. He must use knowledge. He must use knowledge. He must use knowledge. So you can have knowledge but not wisdom but you cannot have wisdom and lack knowledge. And so as I build up there, because you're going to see as I build this study, that if you want to make it, you have to possess the wisdom of God. You have 
to possess the wisdom of God. And if you learn how to possess this wisdom, because on Wednesday, on Tuesday, probably I'll teach on getting it. If you don't make it, many of you who are listening to me right now, you are surrounded and you are seeing as though I have everything that I need. I know my gift. I know my talent. I know my purpose. I know the man I love. I know, I know, I know, I know. But you know, but you don't have the wisdom that is able to give you dominion over the thing that you know so that you can harness and materialize the thing that you know. So if you have knowledge and lack wisdom, you cannot materialize whatever you know. So you will know much about money, but you will not materialize money. You will know much about leadership, but you will not materialize your leadership. You will know much about success, but you will not materialize your success. You will know much, but you cannot materialize whatever you know. So I want you to journey with me because this is a service and we have to do the Bible. We have to do the Bible so that if we do the Bible, you will not get lost. You will not get lost. And so wisdom becomes the most important and principal thing because it becomes the thing that gives you the capacity to materialize, the capacity to materialize. Amen. If you can hear me say amen. So without wisdom, you cannot be able to materialize whatever you possess and whatever you are doing. So great lives. Many people who are listening to me are leaders. Some of you are, are aspiring. Some of you are influencers. But you need to have the capacity to materialize what you have. Because if it doesn't materialize, if it doesn't materialize, you can't monetize it. You can't maximize it. You can't influence uh, and make a positive change because it requires the wisdom to do it. So the Bible says, and they wit not. They did not have the wisdom for it. They did not have the wisdom for it. So yesterday, during prayer, as we were uprooting the spaces that have been paralyzed by uh, the, the, the three forces that occupy our minds, uh, anxiety and, and rejection, and, 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 and we prayed also, uh, if, if, if my mind can, can remember, we prayed about anxiety, uh, we prayed about rejection, and we prayed about grief. These things come to paralyze our mind, and as they paralyze our minds, they hinder us from moving forward. So it is true, the knowledge is what creates anxiety. Knowledge is what creates grief. Knowledge is what creates uh, the sense of rejection, because an event occurred in time, or an event is occurring in time, and as that event is occurring in time, it is becoming a part of your life and a part of your nature, and it has shaped your nature, and so you grow both good and evil, and so so the evil eats the good and the, the good tries to even survive and get their way out. So we start there by putting that very clear. And so today where we prayed yesterday and removed this thing, we have to know now it is wisdom that must come and fill that gap left in our minds. It is wisdom that must come and carry our minds so that the knowledge that we possess, we can be able to scoop it forward. So let me move over very, very quickly. And so the Bible says in fact, Corinthians uh, chapter 12 it says and Christ has become in us the wisdom of God Christ in us so what you received in Christ what you received in Christ when Christ enters your life when the word enters your life when the Holy Spirit when you say Lord Jesus come into my life as he enters your life he does not just come empty-handed he come as a 
package of wisdom. He comes as a fountain of wisdom. He comes as a carrier of wisdom. So Christ has become in us the wisdom of God. And so we who are saints, we need to know that there is something that we have received when we received Jesus, and that is the capacity to access the wisdom and to operate the wisdom of God. So you have got to know this, that the one thing Satan can access your knowledge, but he cannot access the wisdom of God. You have to hear that. Satan can access your knowledge, but he cannot access the wisdom of God. When God spoke to Eve and God spoke to Adam, he gave them knowledge. And that knowledge was both wisdom and that, that wisdom was both knowledge and that knowledge created understanding. And so when Satan came, he used the knowledge in the mind of the people. He asked them, did God really say? Because that is what knowledge operates from a, pro, uh, from a premise of previous comprehension. So your previous state is what has informed your current state. But wisdom does not operate from a place of previous comprehension because he came and said, did God God really say so that means Satan had a knowledge of what God said Satan had a knowledge of what God said and so Satan can access your knowledge and he can use your knowledge against you because when he fell as a spiritual being he is now able to manipulate knowledges of people and make the people defy and make the people destroy and make the people uh, divide what God has put in them because they have the knowledge but they don't have the wisdom for it. But the wisdom of God, when it comes to the wisdom of God, Satan cannot access the wisdom of God because the Bible said, had he known, he would not have slain the Lamb of God. So, And who is the Lamb of God? He is the wisdom of God. So what does that tell you? That Satan can access the knowledge of man and Satan can access your knowledge, but he cannot access the wisdom of God. And so God kicked Satan out of heaven because of wisdom. And God has made sure that Satan has stayed beyond and below his place because of wisdom. And hear me very well, because you may be consumed by getting knowledge, but you cannot, you, you may be consumed by getting knowledge, but if you don't contact wisdom, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have, Satan can still use that knowledge against you. And that is why people are poor and people are broken and lives of people are shattered because people are knowledgeable but they don't have wisdom they don't have wisdom it is important that you get that so your knowledge is in the arena of angels in the arena of men and because knowledge is brought uh, from the arena of men and, 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 and is controlled from the arena of men uh, from the arena of angels angels operate by knowledge and that's why Satan as a fallen angel, he possesses an ability to, 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 to persuade by the power of knowledge. And because of his knowledge appearing sharper and superior to yours, you easily fall into him. And that is why many of us, our lives have not shown the full glory of what God created us to be because he planted rejection. He planted anxiety. When you look at anxious people, it is legitimate. They feel it is legitimate to be worried about. About ABCD. When you look at grieving people, they have the knowledge as to why they are grieving. They can say, I have the knowledge.
knowledge as to why I am grieving. When you look at people who are walking in rejection, they can say, I can take you to the day, the person, and the place. Because it is knowledge. I can easily prove it. Knowledge, the word knowledge is the word experience. So to know and to experience is the same. It is birthed out of experience. And so when they speak, they are speaking from the place of experience. But wisdom is inexperienced yet. Oh, come on. Wisdom is inexperienced. It's inexperienced because it is in the arena of God. Oh, come on. And what does the Bible say about the arena of God? It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the hearts or in the minds of men. So when you're operating in wisdom, you're operating at a frequency that is beyond the hearts and the minds of men. Come on, somebody. I say when you're operating in wisdom, you're operating in an arena that is beyond the hearts and the minds of men. And so by the time it enters the hearts and the minds of men, you have already passed, you have already maximized, you have already monetized, you have already materialized. By the time it becomes knowledge to people, you are already ruling and reigning in the arena. Say amen if you can hear me. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, and, I, and I'll, I'll say it for you. The Bible says, I has not seen nor heard because knowledge operate, knowledge is the word experience. And so when we say I know something, it means I have experienced it before. And so I know it, I know it by experience. So to experience is to know and to know is to experience. To know something is to have an experience with something. So if I say I know how to drive, it means I have an experience. I can handle that car, I can handle that thing because I've experienced it. And it says I has not seen, no ear had, First Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 9, I has not seen, nor ear had, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. So when you are operating by wisdom, you are operating at a frequency that is in the arena of God, and that frequency is a frequency that I has not seen. Let me tell you why you are stuck. Let me tell you why you are stuck. You are stuck because everything you are doing is what everybody is doing. You're stuck because everything you're doing is because you're doing exactly what everybody is doing. So you're moving at the pace that everybody is moving. You're building at the pace that everybody is doing. And so when you look at your life, it is an exact representation of your next door neighbor or your next door business partner or your next uh, brother or sister. But the truth of the matter, there is a higher frequency that you can be tuned to. And if you tune into that frequency, you will start to, uh, operating in a realm of the eye cannot yet see, the ear, just because the eye cannot see and the ear has not heard and it has not yet entered into the mind of man, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that is what forms and informs the wisdom of God. Because that thing creates, it operates at a frequency that eye has not seen yet, ear has not heard yet. So in your life right now, when Corona is running around the world, in your life right now, you are going to the news and the news are telling you, prepare for this, prepare, they are giving us knowledge and that knowledge is true, they are telling us by the look of the facts by the experience of this by looking at this and this, they are telling you this, so when you are operating by knowledge, because now it has entered the mind of men, that already tells you before, whatever is in the mind of men, is outdated in the mind of God 
Whatever is in the mind of men right now, whatever is preoccupying people right now, it is outdated in the mind of God. So there is a wisdom you will need because when you are operating with wisdom, you are operating above the times and ahead of the times. So when you are operating above the times and ahead of the times, you've got to be wise or else they're going to kill you because you're going to be doing things when people are saying right now is not the time to do that thing. You're going to be saying things and people are going to be saying, have you not heard about A, B, C, D? But the wisdom of God, it, it brings you to a place where you are above the times and ahead of the times. So when people are, when they're thinking now, whatever is happening globally now to the economic markets of the world, it is already outdated in the mind of God. So if you access the wisdom of God, if you tune your frequency to this wisdom of God, you will be surprised that just like there was a drought and a famine in the land of Egypt in the land of Gerar and God told uh, Isaac sow in the land and Isaac wanted to run from the land and God told him to sow in the land. He was at a different frequency because that was the seed that was the insight that he needed. He thought he needed to run to Egypt because the eye was saying there was rain in Egypt. Genesis 26 there is rain in Egypt. There is food in Egypt. The land in Egypt is irrigable. Why don't you move there? But God came and gave him a wisdom and told him sow here. And immediately he saw there, the Bible says, by operating at that frequency, by operating at that frequency, he was able to be above of the times and ahead of the times. So he ended up, the Bible says, Genesis 26, that he began to prosper. And that was, I speak unto you as a servant of God and tell you that if you will accept tonight the wisdom of God to come into your life, I prophesy it over you that you will be above and ahead of the times and you will begin to prosper and you will continue to prosper and you shall become very prosperous because it is in wisdom to make it without wisdom you can't make it in Jesus name so you better hear me because I'm building uh, something here that I want you people to travel with me so that you can be able to know when, when pain has left your life, it has taken wisdom to remove it, rejection and the things we prayed about. If we don't plant in the wisdom of God, then the same thing that left shall come back seven times stronger. So you better stay with me so that you know that whatever was eating you away was not the rejection, was not the worry, was not the was not the grief it was the lack of wisdom there was no wisdom in your mind and so every creature came in and multiplied and he started operating by knowledge remember satan told the people told eve that you shall know not you shall become wise he says you shall know it is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then he says and it is good to make one wise so satan wanted to tell the people that it is through knowledge that you enter into wisdom and he was reversing the order of God because God says it is through wisdom that you are able to operationalize knowledge you better hear me you better hear me you better hear me so you better take it from me the Bible says wits not they did not know it and I told you that that Hebrew word there is wits that is the word wisdom they did not have the wisdom for it 
And because they did not have the wisdom for it, by the time we see them in the book of Numbers, they despise it. And many of you, you don't know that your gift is strong enough to carry you the rest of your life, to feed you the rest of your life. But because you lack the wisdom for your gift, you have slaved yourself away. You have sold yourself to slavery because you don't have the wisdom for your gift. And now because you lack the wisdom for your gift, you have slaved your way away. You have sold your way away because you don't have the wisdom for it. Wow. Hallelujah. So I want to give you the, uh, the, the Bible talks of uh, three types of wisdom. Three types of wisdom. Uh, uh, they're, they're in Greek. I'll, I'll just give you Greek. Maybe on Tuesday we will delve into them. Uh, there is Sophia, there is Sunesis, and there is Pharnesis. And these three types of wisdom have been made to make a man to operate and to have dominion in any circumstance. So there is theoretical wisdom, there is analytical wisdom, and there is practical wisdom. Those three. So without those three, you will operate your body, your soul, and your spirit like an animal. And so because you lack the three wisdoms, analytical wisdom, theoretical wisdom, and practical wisdom, you will operate your life like an animal. And many of you will be mastered by emotions, environments, because of lack of wisdom. You will destroy because when wisdom is not present, the principal thing is not there. And that is why if you are a man and a woman and you're listening to me, stop looking for, uh, they say, uh, I want a romantic man or I, I want this type of a man. You need a wise man. You need a wise woman. Because where there is no wisdom, all good things die. Where there is no wisdom, all good things die. Oh, you better hear me. You better hear me. The Bible says... Uh, by wisdom, a house is built. So you can never have a house without wisdom. It will never be a house. So those three things. Sophia, the wisdom of the spirit. Uh, Sunesis, the wisdom of the soul. Pharnesis, the wisdom for the material world. The wisdom to deal with events, situations. That wisdom, they didn't have it. And because they didn't have it, that's why you'll hear them complaining about we don't have meat, we don't have water, we don't have this, we don't have this, we don't have this. And that was the cry of the children of Israel until they all died because they were operating from a place of lack of wisdom. They never had, they never had, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have. And many of you are listening to me, you're feeling like I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. It is a sign that you're deficient in wisdom. It is a sign. It is a clear sign that you are deficient in wisdom. Deficient, totally deficient in wisdom. 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 And for many of you, 
the deficiency of wisdom because you don't value wisdom, you value money. The Bible says in the book of uh, Proverbs, I'll just read this because I want to teach some stuff and then I will move on. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 8, that the values of wisdom are far, are far. Proverbs chapter 2, it says, My son, if you receive my words, my treasure, my commandments, it's so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. If you seek a silver and such fast in the treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And if you find knowledge, for the Lord gives wisdom. He says in Proverbs chapter 8, Proverbs chapter 8, Proverbs 8 chapter Proverbs chapter 8 verse 11 it says for wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared to her imagine the things right now many of you you desire a job or you desire a wife or you desire a car or you desire a house or you desire corona to end the bible says the, it, wired within the human frame the capacity to desire there is nothing greater to desire as a human being than wisdom it says the greatest a man can desire is to desire wisdom And so without this wisdom, and many of you, you don't have it because you don't have a desire for wisdom. The worst thing that has happened to many of us is you touched money before wisdom. You married a girl before wisdom. You got a job before wisdom. You got an anointing before wisdom. You got influence without wisdom. You got leadership without wisdom. Whatever you arrived before wisdom arrived, right now that thing is suffering. It is crying because it is being suffocated. The greatness of a man is determined by the wisdom in that man. The greatness of anything is determined by the wisdoms being used to use and to, 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 to operationalize that thing. Woo. It takes wisdom to make it. You can't make it without wisdom. Why don't we have wisdom? I'll tell you why we don't have wisdom. And wisdom is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You can't have it. You can have knowledge is for everybody, but wisdom is not for everybody. Mm. 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 I want you to hear me. I want you to make it. That's why I've taken some time to think through and listen and just process a lot of information around this particular subject. Without wisdom, without wisdom, you, you can't, you don't have it. And that's why I want you today, because the children of Israel, they desired bread more than wisdom. They died. All of them died. Little things killed them. All of them died because they did not have wisdom. And you, if you don't have wisdom, I don't care what you have right now. It is dying. It is dying. Whatever you are dealing with right now, if you don't have the wisdom for that thing, that thing will kill you. Mm. So we want to look at why we don't have wisdom. Why you don't have wisdom. It is critical. It is clear. Many of us don't have it, first of all. You don't desire it. 
you don't desire it. You desire knowledge because with knowledge you can mesmerize people. You can say hard jargons because with knowledge you sound intelligent. You sound sophisticated. Uh, you look at people and say, well, you know, you know, you know this, you know this because you don't desire it. Some of you desire money more than wisdom. If I put two doors and I say this room has money and this room has wisdom, choose one room. Somebody will say, let me go get money, then I'll come get wisdom. But if you go and get money, you can't buy wisdom. Wisdom cannot be bought. Can't be bought. It says its price is far above rubies. So there is, if you take all the money in the world and go to the shop of wisdom, it still cannot afford it. It's too cheap. Because you don't desire it. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes. It's a book after Proverbs. This is Bible study. This is Sunday service. And I know you feel like uh, I will not apologize for us reading the Bible. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 says... Verse 11, Ecclesiastes 7.11 says or reads, Wisdom is good with an inheritance and profitable to those who see the sun. So wisdom is what gives you free things, an inheritance. There are scars you have developed in your life because of lack of wisdom. It says and profitable. To those who see the sun. So every person living the earth, if you have wisdom, you are operating in profitability. And so I read this verse because I want to move and show you why we don't have wisdom. It says, for wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. So wisdom is a defense but and money is a defense. But the Bible says, but the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life. To those who have it. I've told you, anything you have without wisdom is dying. If you have money right now without wisdom, it is dying. Because wisdom is the life of everything that you have. Wisdom is the life of everything that you have. Even your money, even if you have 10 million in the bank right now. If you don't have wisdom, it is dying. That money is dying. You may say, but it is a defense. Listen to me. It says it takes the excellence of knowledge. It takes the excellence of knowledge. So you can have knowledge, but what makes knowledge excellent or exceptional is wisdom. Uh, if you have knowledge and you don't have wisdom, it is not exceptional. It is not exceptional. The exceptionalness of knowledge is wisdom. Oh, you better hear me, you better hear me, you better hear me, you better hear me. It says, for wisdom is, but the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. So every idea that you have without wisdom has no life. Every relationship that you have without wisdom, it has no life. That is why some of you say, I am emotional. No, you are not wise. Some of you say, I am not a reader. No, you are not wise. Because if you desire wisdom, wisdom will give life to those things you say you are not. Some of you say, well, you know me, I'm not as strong as you. No, you are not wise. 
So you have lacked the excellence. You're not exceptional. You behave like you carry yourself like every other person would carry himself in particular situations because you lack the exceptional factor. It takes wisdom. It is wisdom that gives life to everything that you have. If you have a car, a job, children, an anointing, a ministry, a business, whatever you have, without wisdom, it lacks life. It is decomposing. It is decaying. And that is why you can see our 52 or 54 African countries. You can see that most of the people we put there, they lack wisdom. And so when they get into places of power, it doesn't translate to the people because the people there are as dead as the people who put them there. It's not the wise who put the wise. Whatever you need, if you say, I don't know what's happening in my business, or I don't know what's happening, I don't know what's happening with my money, I don't know what's happening with this. If you don't know, because you don't have the wisdom for it, and that is why some of us, uh, we get into relationships, and women confuse you, you lose sobriety, you become a child, you lose the, the capacity to live, because you lack the wisdom of God. So every relationship dies, and you say, these women, these women, these women, you are not going to change these women. The only thing that can change is you. And if you lack wisdom, even if we give you the prince or the queen Elizabeth, they will end up in the same mess because you don't have wisdom. You don't have life. You bring death everywhere you go. You enter with excitement. But by the time we are done, we are dead, all of us. It dies. It kills everything because you don't have the wisdom for that thing. And that's why that thing is not making it. You get into a business with passion. You're pumping and pumping and pumping. And because you don't have wisdom, you don't have wisdom. Oh, 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 you better hear me. You better hear me. If you don't put her above everything, that is why many of you never take time to say, by the way, I need, I need, let me be wise. You are trying to justify why you did or why you didn't or this is why. Because you're not wise. You're not wise. <clears throat> Takes wisdom. Takes wisdom. Why don't you have wisdom? I'll tell you why you don't have wisdom. I'll tell you why you don't have wisdom. And I'll tell you what wisdom will do for you. And then I'll close. Why you don't have wisdom? First Corinthians chapter number two. First Corinthians chapter number two. He says, I did not come to you with excellence of speech of declaring into wisdom. First Corinthians chapter two. For I determined not to know anything amongst you except Christ, for I is with you in weakness and in fear, and my spiritual not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not lie in, in, in the wisdom of men, but, but in, the, in the power of God. And then the first reason why you don't have wisdom is because you are immature. Wisdom, Paul says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Immature people, some of you are grown up babies. You are knowledgeable, you are egocentric, you are emotional, you are everything, but you're not wise. He says, I speak wisdom among those who are mature. So your maturity is what uh, is demonstrated by your desire for wisdom and your discipline to pursue wisdom. 
Maturity is a fruit of discipline. In discipline, people can never appreciate wisdom. They keep winding and breaking ranks. They keep moving left and right. They keep moving from rational to emotional to spiritual. The first reason why you don't have wisdom is because you are immature. You have refused to allow wisdom to take a central place, to become a principal thing in your life. So your rights are principles. Huh? You have made your rights the principal thing. You have made your emotions your principal thing. You have made money the principal thing. And so because you are not wise, you are destroying things that in the future, by the time you see the value of the things you have destroyed, they'll be too costly for you to create, too costly for you to buy back. He says, we speak wisdom to those who are mature. Immature people immature people cannot appreciate wisdom. Remember, they can be knowledgeable, but they cannot be wise. They may have facts put together. They may even tell you, we have this, they did this, they didn't do this, they didn't do this. First Corinthians says, we speak wisdom to those who are mature. Oh, karabaya, sharabakariya, talalalala. Oh, sharirarira. Secondly, secondly, The second reason why you are you lack wisdom is because you are carnal. Verse 14, second, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man does not receive. But if you go to verse 13, it says, These things you also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches. So the second reason is that the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For many of us, we lack wisdom because you are, you are the carnal man. You are wise in your own eyes. You are bright, you are brilliant in your own eyes. It says, because the things of the Spirit, they appear like foolishness. Sometimes when I'm teaching people and I'm disciplining people, when you talk to them, they feel like you're telling them to do foolish things. When people think that they're being told to do foolish things, chances are they're operating as carnal men. The things of the spirit appear foolish. And many people, they end up by the time they discover that these were wisdoms. Because you have to know, you have to know, wisdom is expressed by words. And sometimes because you are carnal, you cannot discern wisdom. Because wisdom comes in words. And sometimes the words don't make sense. They look like they are foolish. This is why the natural man, the carnal man, cannot receive. Because they look like they are foolishness. He doesn't have discernment. Not only are you immature, you are carnal. And what makes you carnal? You are led by your soul. You are soulish. So you are childish. You are soulish. You are led by the immediate emotional state. So you can never look at the matter and say, what is the wise thing? You are always consulting your emotions. I am angry. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am this. I, I feel like. And because you are consulting your emotions, you are losing the wisdom of God. And because you are losing the wisdom of God, you cannot make it. They appear like foolishness. 
Some of you have destroyed very, very great doors in your life because of carnality. You are carnal. He says you are carnal. You are carnal. First Corinthians chapter 3, it starts by saying this, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual, but as to carnal, as to babies. I fed you with milk, not with solid food until now, because you are not able to receive it. And even now, you are not able. And how do I know you are carnal? For this is how I know you are not a wise person. This is how I know. First Corinthians 3 verse 3. For you are still carnal. You are still carnal. He says how? For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal behaving like mere men? And many of you, you have not overcome envies, strifes, arguments, quarrels. Every time it is quarrels, divisions, power struggles, wanting to show that you are the biggest and the strongest and the mightiest. It is a sign that you cannot handle the wisdom of God. It is a sign you cannot handle the wisdom of God because the wisdom of God, it shows the kernel. How do I know you? You are, you are full of envy, strife. You did not want a car until the other person wanted the car. So you are led by the immediate emotion. If you see something good in somebody, automatically now you want it. That's envy. You never prayed for it. It was not in your prayer. It was not in your heart. It was not in your idea. But somebody just got it and you got offended because you're envious or of strife. Strife. Difficult-headed people. It is a sign you're not wise. You argue and argue. Arguments. Strife. You raise uh, suspicions. Whenever you see strife, just know you are dealing with dishonor. That's a sign. You don't have wisdom. It is too high. Strife. Divisions. Divisions. First Corinthians 3. So the natural man, Paul says, you have become like mere men. And God says the wisdom of God was to make you not be a mere man. God did not save you for you to be mere or meager. But your carnality has made your salvation be of no use to even you who professes to be a Christian. Why don't you have wisdom? Because you are carnal. Things of God, the things of the spirit, they appear like foolishness. You feel like you're being told to do foolish things. And you, you are a wise person. You, you're not wise, you're an intelligent person. And the carnal people are always wise in their own eyes. Proverbs chapter 3 says this, be not wise in your own eyes. Be not big in your own eyes. God told Saul, when you are small, I chose you. But when you begin to be big in your own eyes, you begin to have a filter. Wisdom begins to resent you. Because you have to remember this, wisdom is not information. Wisdom is a person. And I'll talk about that. Wisdom is a person. And you have to be a a particular type for this person to want to abide in you. Some of you, you are wrecking your homes because you are not a wise woman. You are not wise. You are not wise. You are a carnal woman. You think by arguing and insisting your point and trying to show that you can say and you can do, but you are not wise. And the Bible says you are destroying your own house. 
You are destroying your own house. How do I know the wisdom of God? I can show you very clearly from scripture. The Bible says in James chapter 3 verse 17 that the wisdom of God, first of all, is peaceful. When the wisdom of God is in your life, you become peaceful. Peaceful, the wisdom of God. James chapter 3, how do I know if I have the wisdom of God? James chapter 3 says very, very clearly that the wisdom of God, the first sign, who is wise, James 3.13, who is wise and has understanding amongst you, let him show good conduct. So wisdom is a conduct, is how you conduct yourself. It is a manifestation of your inner strength, how you are built internally. James uh, chapter 3, 13, let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Wisdom does not make you arrogant, a bully, trying to show people. It brings the meekness of wisdom. And how do I know you have the meekness of wisdom? It says, for where there is envy, self-seeking, confusion, evil things are there. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure and peaceful and gentle and willing to yield. How will you build your home and you're not willing to yield as a wife? How? How? Yes, you have more money. Yes, you have more education. Yes, you have more beauty. Yes, you have everything. But the wisdom from above is willing to yield. Is willing to yield. How will you build anything without a willingness to yield? It's in the wisdom of God. God made man for relationship. And where there is relationship, there will always be opportunity for strife. But how do we neutralize that environment for strife? By acting ourselves in the wisdom of God. Willing to yield, full of mercy and of good fruits. This is the wisdom of God. And it says without partiality and without hypocrisy. Oh, come on. Maybe we'll talk about that. How will you build? It's impossible. Why are you not enjoying? Why don't you have the wisdom of God? You are carnal. You have chosen to be carnal. And if you are carnal, you cannot have the wisdom of God. First Corinthians, let me give you the third one. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. The third reason you don't have the wisdom of God is because you are ignorant. There is ignorance in your life. Nobody has uh, walked with you because uh, with wisdom, you have to locate somebody who has it. With information, you look for somebody with information. But with wisdom, you have to locate somebody who has it. But because you are ignorant, to you, you have equalized everybody. And uh, because you are ignorant, you cannot access the wisdom of God. Because Paul says, I would not have you ignorant concerning gifts. So many of us gifted people, because of our ignorance, we are not enjoying. We, we, we are not going to enjoy the things that God has gifted us for. And so you have to receive right now and tell yourself, do I want to be wise or do I want to be carnal? Do I want to be mature? Do I want to be a babe? I need you to want to have the wisdom of God. Because if you don't have the wisdom of God, I don't care what you have. It will not have the excellence. It will not have the life. And without wisdom, there is no life. And without life, automatically it dies. 
It is dead. It is dead. Isaiah chapter 11. So what is wisdom? Isaiah chapter 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 11. Open your Bibles. Kindly uh, get Bibles. Don't say you have your phone. Get Bibles. I also have a phone or I have a tablet. Get Bibles. Isaiah chapter 11. It says, it reads or says, Isaiah chapter 11 says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and, and his delight shall be in the law of the Lord. But because of time, I'll, I'll be doing an exposition as I'm teaching you how to make it. Because without wisdom, you can't make it. You can't make it. Wisdom. Wisdom. We prayed yesterday to uproot entities that have been holding their, your mind. And so today we have to teach you because if wisdom does not get back into those places, the wounds that have been left by worry, those wounds, if wisdom does not penetrate those areas, you are going to go back to who you are. So we can see that wisdom is a spirit. It's a spirit. Wisdom is a spirit and that spirit is a person. If you go to Proverbs chapter number 8, uh, if you go to Proverbs chapter number 8, you will see when the Bible is talking about wisdom, it is talking about a person. So wisdom is a person. Uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'll connect all these, don't worry. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when you get there, when you get there, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you'll see verse 7 says, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So we have uh, the capacity, the Spirit manifesting himself is what brings profit to people. The reason why your life has no profit is that you don't have the manifestations of the Spirit. You, are, you have the gift, but that gift has no manifestations of the Spirit. And because you have no manifestations of the Spirit, there is no profit. So without the manifestation of the Spirit, there is no profit of all. So if you want profit, you need to find the manifestation of the Spirit. And what is the first manifestation of the Spirit? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. So... So, wisdom is the manifestation of the Spirit through a person to provide a solution, a direction, or an understanding of a situation. Wisdom is the manifestation of the Spirit. So, wisdom is the manifestation of the Spirit. It is not the memorization of the mind. Wisdom is not the memorization of the mind. It is the manifestation of the spirit of a, through a person. The manifestation of the spirit through a person 
providing him with direction, providing him with solution, so providing him with understanding or information for any situation within a given time. So if you don't have wisdom, why is wisdom important? And you'll remember, I've put the word manifestation and I've put the word situation at the end. And I've put wisdom in between. Because every situation, every situation is dimensional. Every situation is dimensional. Every situation is dimensional. Without the manifestation of the spirit, you will be dealing with the shoot of the foundation and not with the shoot of the situation and not the root of the situation. You better hear me. It takes the manifestation of the spirit to introduce the order of profit in your life. And when the manifestation of the spirit begins to work through your life, it brings profit. And the first manifestation of the spirit is wisdom. The same verse we have read in the book of first, in the book of Isaiah chapter 11, it says, and out of the stem shall arise a branch. And that branch, and many of you are dealing with either the branch, we're not dealing with the real deal. And it says, and, and the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom. So wisdom is a way, it's a manner, it's, 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 a, it's a manifestation of the spirit given to a person that gives you a higher understanding or, or a higher uh, solution or a higher way of thinking uh, of a situation. And so when it comes to situation, if you deal with the situation from a single dimension, you're dealing with knowledge. Because what wisdom brings is the depth of the situation. For many things operating in our lives, they are able to destroy us because we don't understand the depth of the matter. When we understand the depth of the matter, then we are able to uproot the matter completely. So wisdom is the depth dimension of knowledge. When you are operating with knowledge without a wisdom, you are operating horizontally. But when you're operating wisdom, you're operating in two dimensions, horizontally and in depth. You have the depth of the matter. Romans says this, and how unsearchable are the depths of God's wisdom. So our, the wisdom, what wisdom brings in your life is depth. Many of us don't have depth in our lives. And so when you look at our lives, they have no depth. We can't, we can't show forth the depth, the depth. Our God is a God of depth. Our God is a God of depth. And, and if you have wisdom, God gives you depth. He gives you a deeper looking, a depth of a matter. Mm. Deep things, deep things, deep things. And so it is important for you that you make yourself a person who is hungry for wisdom. For the Bible says... Uh, in the book of Romans chapter 11, Romans 11, 33, it says, All the depth, all the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable, how unsearchable, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord 
or who has become his counselor, or who has first given to, and it shall be repaid to him. Given to him, and it shall be repaid to him. So without wisdom, your life has got no depth. And so when you have a relationship with somebody who doesn't have depth, that person does not have wisdom. When you have money and you don't have depth, you cannot make that money grow. Because it is the depth, it is the foundation of a matter that determines the height of a matter. So if you don't understand the value for depth of a matter, then no matter what you're building, will not weather the seasons of life. Depth. Depth. So, it is important. It is the manifestation of the Spirit. It is the outward working. When I say manifestation, it is the outward working of the Spirit through a person that gives him understanding or grasp or control, whichever way you call it, and gives him understanding of a situation or gives him a solution in a situation that he is able to deal with any situation because you are operating with depth. A wise man is operating in depth. Our God is a God of depth. If your spirit has depth, you will not be led by an emotion because emotions are surface. An event happens in the environment, but if you don't have wisdom, you don't have depth. So you will deal and respond with the surface. If you don't have wisdom, you will not have height. You will not have, you will not spring forth. You will not make it. It takes wisdom. It takes wisdom. It takes wisdom. Oh my God, we have 10 minutes. I think I've been going for long. We have 10 minutes. We have, we have to close. The manifestation of the spirit. It is a manifestation of the spirit. It is a wisdom is a manifestation. It is an outward working of the spirit through a person. It gives you depth. So what is wisdom? The outward working of my spirit, of the Holy Spirit through me. It's the outward working of God. Wisdom is the mind of God in any situation. Now, hear me. Whatever you are experiencing has a human dimension and a God dimension. The human dimension is knowledge. The God dimension, which is greater than the human dimension, that can swallow the human dimension or can uh, change the human dimension, is wisdom. So when you are operating in wisdom, you are operating in mastery over the human dimension. So you are operating in mastery over knowledge. Isaiah 33 says that wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. So if there is no wisdom, there is no stability in anything that you are doing. It is the manifestation of the spirit. What is wisdom? The manifestation of the spirit. The manifestation of the spirit. And I pray that as I'm speaking to you, you want this outward working. Some of you, your relationships would be much better if you had that outward working of the Spirit. Your business would be much better, but because you're operating at a frequency that is lower, so you are trapped with everybody trapped, but wisdom is a manifestation of the Spirit that helps you be able to gain superior information to gain superior understanding, to gain superior solutions within a situation at a particular time. Wisdom. It takes wisdom. It takes wisdom. 
Without wisdom, you cannot unveil the riches of God in your life. You cannot open up because wisdom is the master key that opens the doors of God's treasures. Hear me. God, for you to know God is so that you may learn to operate like God. God is not known for the purpose of being known. God is not known for the purpose of feeling fuzzy. God is an operative system. He is an operational being. He is a relational being and an operational being. And how he operates and how he creates, because those are the three functions. He operates, he creates, and he functions. And I'll, I'll, I'll show you that uh, as you're moving, uh, coming to a close. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians that we have many administrations, but the same Father. So God, wisdom, if God has wisdom, you need administrations. And then he says we have got uh, many uh, operations, but the same Lord. So meaning that in life, there are many things that you need to operate. So you need the wisdom for operationals. Mm. And then it says, and the manifestation of the spirit. So many of us, we either have the manifestation of the spirit, but we don't have the operations of wisdom and we don't have the administrations of wisdom. So the manifestations of the spirit are there, but the administrations and the operations of wisdom, they are not there. But if you have the wisdom of God, when you have wisdom, when you have this uh, ability, it makes you superior in any situation. It is the principal thing. Hear me. Hear me. Life is also layered in two. The known and the unknown. The known, we call it knowledge or information. What we know, we call it information. The unknown, we call it mysterious. We call it mysterious. But when you get to read your Bible, you will see that when we are talking about wisdom, wisdom does not meddle with cheap information. It says that 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom. So, even in your faith, there are things about God that are hidden. And this hidden wisdom is what makes one superior. And it is what makes man have administrations and operations and manifestations that are not of mere men. If you want to survive these times, you need wisdom because the wisdom is hidden wisdom. So even now there are hidden wisdoms that can come into your life. And this wisdom is what will make you be able to make it. He says we speak the hidden wisdom. So it takes wisdom to break down mysteries. It takes wisdom to break down mysteries.
Things that are complex to understand are easily broken down by wisdom. Some of you say, I have this problem, I have this problem. It just takes some wisdom and you've broken down because you are able to get the depth of the matter. Ephesians chapter 1, let me say this and then we pray. Get ready, you want to pray and, and close the service. We'll continue on Tuesday uh, with, the, with the Bible study and we'll be talking about making it, how to make it with wisdom. Ephesians chapter number 1 says this, verse 16, Therefore, I do not cease to give thanks to you, making mention of you in prayers, that God may fill you, may God may give to you the spirit. So wisdom is a spirit, it's not you. That God may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation for the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling. Now, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the old version, they can say and, because the, the connections were the, the and revelation or for revelation. So, God can give you the spirit of wisdom, and when the spirit of wisdom is in your life, it is for revealing things. It is for revelation. For revelation. Uh, that, that's the word uh, to reveal. It's apocalypse. Apocalypto, that's the Greek. Apocalypsis, something like that. Uh, that is to unveil things. So the spirit of wisdom, it is for apocalyptic things. It is for unveiling things for you. So if you're in your business and things are stuck and you need something to be unveiled, what can I change about my business? Suddenly, if you have the spirit of wisdom, you have a torch in a night. When I have a flashlight at night, that light puts me in power over darkness. I can walk over a long stretch that is full of darkness if I have a flashlight. Because that is now what understanding is, is, is. It shall show you the action step to take. But without wisdom, it is for revelation of things. It is for revelation. The spirit of wisdom for revelation in the knowledge of him. So many of us have knowledge but we lack wisdom. So the knowledge we have has become a ceiling to our lives. We are operating without the wisdom of God. And that's why the children of Israel died because they did not have wisdom. I close by telling you this. In life, to survive, you must be strong. But to win, you must be wise. To survive, you must be strong. And that's why you can, finding money will make you strong, but that will only give you survival. But to win, you must be wise. I have to close there in the interest of time because we want to pray. And we are going to be praying that God may give us, I've not even covered the material that I want to walk us through. But where the enemy had planted anxiety and where the enemy had planted, uh, uh, had planted grief and where the enemy had planted rejection, the spirit of wisdom, if he doesn't fill that place, if you don't open yourself up for the spirit of wisdom to fill that place up, then you're going to be worse because as you create room, wisdom must fill that place. And as wisdom fill that place, whatever you are anxious about, now may you receive the wisdom for it. Whatever you are grieving about, now may you receive.
receive the wisdom for it. Whatever you made you carry the spirit of rejection, now may you receive the wisdom for it. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that faith without wisdom lacks demonstrative power. It says that your faith may not lie on the wisdom of men because it is wisdom that makes you able to demonstrate your faith. So it is wisdom that is the spark of faith. It is wisdom that is the alicia of faith. It gives wisdom demonstrative capacity. If I have a picture of a gun and a child has a real gun, whom will you fear? If I have the picture, the drawing of a gun in my book, and a child has an actual gun, whom will you fear? The man with the actual gun is the man who is a threat. To make it better, if I walk with the bullet and another person walks with a gun, whom will you fear? The bullet is dead without a gun. But the gun, even without seeing whether it has a bullet, it is already a threat. Wisdom is the gun that fires the bullet of faith at any mountain in your life. Many of you are walking with the bullet of faith, which is the seed of a mustard seed. Or the picture of your desire. But when you get wisdom, you have gotten the capacity to release the fire of faith at any mountain. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we'll read that as we are preparing to pray. I want you to prepare your offering we have to give tonight. This is, this is church. And if you are tithing, I want you to write a tithe or offering. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, Paul says that I came to you. He says, and my speech and my preaching were not in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration or in the manifestation of the spirit of power, that your faith should not lie in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So wisdom is the power of God that makes it possible for you to demonstrate anything that you believe God for in your life. Without wisdom, your spirit will have no demonstration. You will have no results. Our pay bill number is 200302. 200302. 200302. says that your faith may lie in the wisdom of God. So without wisdom, faith has nowhere to launch from, to shoot from. Our pay bill number is 200302. This has been our church service. You are coming to our close of the service. Our pay bill number has been 200302. If you are tithing, write the name tithe. Uh, if you're giving an offering, write the name offering. If you're sowing a seed yesterday, I've received uh, quite a number of testimonies from people. And if you're giving uh, in terms of saying, I just want to give a thanksgiving offering, or I want to give an appreciation offering, or I just want to sow a seed, just write there uh, on the account name and account number. We have to pray because I want to pray for the spirit of wisdom. Paul says, I pray. So this wisdom can be poured into somebody by the power of prayer. And, and so I want to pray that even tonight that that spirit of wisdom may come upon you. So uh, I want you to go to your, to your phone. You can only receive electronically or by PayPal at lifepoolchapelhq at gmail.com. So I want you to go to your pay bill 200302. This is the wisdom of God. 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 
This is the wisdom of God. As you are moving right now, as you are giving right now, you are not giving out of human wisdom. You are giving because of spiritual understanding that the wisdom of God will make you above and ahead. And so as you are preparing and as you are giving your offering, I want you to give a good offering. I want you to give a quality offering because it's for above and ahead. As the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and taught you, some of you will be, as I'll be breaking down on Tuesday, uh, the wisdom of God, uh, and you will see that the, the wisdom of God can come and bring unto you an, ex an excellence, an excellence, an exceptionalness. It takes wisdom to bring life. And as I pray, I don't pray for many things. I just pray, God, give me wisdom. And anywhere wisdom is, that thing will get life. So I want you to get into your offering and, and send your offerings to 200 302 account number account just write a tithe or an offering and uh it's going to be great tomorrow uh we are going to be continuing with our money uh topic then on tuesday we are going to be doing bible study but i want you to get into your bible uh, get into your phone and prepare to give your offerings right now in the name of jesus if you are done let me know you are done so that i can say the prayer and release the wisdom of god and release the Sunnisis, the Phronesis, and the Sophia of God in your life, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, as you have heard me today, that that wisdom, I'll show you how to increase your wisdom. The Bible says, and Jesus grew in wisdom. So there's a way you can grow your wisdom, and I'll show you how to grow your wisdom if we continue being together and, and holding on together. So I want you to get to your offering and give right now 200, 302. God, may God bless you. May God keep you. May God sustain you as I'm about to pray. I'm about to pray. So if you are done, let me know you are done. Share the video. Share the video. If you are done, let me know you are done. If you are done, let me know you are done. And God is going to bless you. Thank you very much. Let me know you are done so that we can move on from here. The wisdom of the spirit, the wisdom of the soul, the wisdom of the material world. If you are done, let me know you are done. If you are tithing, we'll be praying for you. Uh, in just a few minutes, may the Lord bless you. As you obey, as you obey the word of the Lord, may the Lord bless you. As you obey the word of the Lord, may the Lord bless you. As you obey the word of the Lord, may the Lord bless you. As you heed the word of his prophet, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you and cause his face to shine upon you. I'm about to bless you tonight. And uh, that we may see you tomorrow, the wisdom of God. And as usual, I'll be going to the Instagram in the next five minutes to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and get a feedback of what you have learned, uh, what was a blessing to you. And so if you're on Instagram, I'll see you there shortly. But for now, we want to close this service here uh, before we head over to Instagram and, uh, and just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Uh, you have to do PayPal, Janet, uh, Monisa, trying pay, pay, pay. You have to do PayPal because of uh, you are in Singapore. That's a different country. I don't think our systems are interlinked yet, but try. And so I want to pray for you. Settle down that I may pray for you and bless you and release you to go and sleep that you may receive the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. It will manifest. You don't walk with it. If you learn how to relate to the Holy Spirit, when you need wisdom, He will manifest for you the wisdom. The exact way to behave. The exact conduct to behave. The exactness of God. It will come to you uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, tonight I, I stretch my hands towards your children. 
For Father, you are a God of all wisdom. And Lord, you've said that the depths of wisdom are with you. Hidden wisdoms are with you. I release it, Father, upon them tonight, that as they go, that let this wisdom break any mystery for money, for relationships, for parenting, for leadership, for peace of mind. I release the wisdom of God. The Lord, as they study and desire this wisdom, let them be above and ahead in every way. I bless them, Lord, that they may be great, and they may be strong, and they may be mighty. In Jesus' name, amen. <music>